Good evening or afternoon or morning, wherever you're at. This evening's uh, Dharma talk is titled, Don't Second the Emotion. We'll play on words there, but don't, whatever shows up in the mind stream, no comment, no agreeing, don't second it. Don't validate whatever shows up, which is going to show up as probably as you're somebody who feels this way, somebody who doesn't feel this way. It's the that extra added commentary on top of whatever shows up that tends to personalize it and buys into uh, supports and reifies, substantiates, whatever you want to call it, the what identity, which is unreal, but it gets its apparent reality from that kind of interaction, from grasping, rejecting, shutting down. So what we're talking about here is grasping. But you could say don't second the emotion by trying to get rid of it, trying to stop it. It shouldn't be there. It shouldn't be feeling this way. Even, why am I feeling this way? That you're actually seconding seconding the emotion. You're validating it by your saying, why do I feel that way? So you're building the initial duality or you're buying into that the illusion uh, that there's separate things like me and the rest of the world or me and my buildings or my house or my dog ownership so as i've heard me say so many times before i'm kind of getting the same dharma talk over and over again in some ways but don't don't necessarily do that and since i know you probably can't help that because i can't but it's about being aware of that not so much uh, uh, succeeding at doing what I'm suggesting that you do. Oh, I finally stopped seconding my emotions, so now I'm liberated and I see that I'm not separate from anything. That's why it's called a practice. That's why we return with the intention over and over again to see what is fundamentally true ourselves. And when the emotions come up that are come up that are possibly triggered by something else, as uh, no one's actually poured those emotions into you, but you may not have been feeling anything other than just enjoying the weather, enjoying this or that, and somebody does some, something or something happens in your life. And suddenly that from the mundane, uh, from just the ordinary situation, it might be just a, a circumstance that was nothing particularly special, but somehow that set you off. In other words, that triggered some area of your consciousness where something has not been examined so well couple of things. One of them is the emotion that's coming up itself, which is your karma. It's happening because it's dependently risen, uh, but also the lack of clarity around there not being any uh, witness to that. There's a witnessing, but there's no identity. It's a mistaken identity. Uh, not something you can stop or correct particularly. It's one that has to be but uh, seeing, have to see that what you're, what keeps showing up is me and what I think, how I feel, where I'm going, what happened to me, that that me feeling is unreal. It is, it is a collection of ideas, opinions, guesswork, hope and fear and so on. There's lots of different ways of being that you can describe it. So what do we do with that? We don't take a relative approach and try to fix it, although some teachings do. I teach the seven points of mind training has some slogans in there where you need to, you're trying to go in and actually stop something from happening or control it or manipulate it in some way. I'm not against that. 
may, may in some situations may even be for that, but it'd be, it would be very situational how you would go about that, not just one one size or one formula or one protocol or one standard fits all. As it says in the sutra, uh, don't set up standards. What is that? Hokyo's not mine? Anybody remember? Nobody remembers. Well, I feel so bad. <laughs> said one of those. Don't set up standards. And what is being said there, it's not that there aren't standards, that there might even be standards that you might need to set up in some way. But to set up standards to try to protect us from the open dimension with which everything, and in which everything is arising without a, without a, um, without reference points. It can be very uncomfortable for the ego mind that is looking for a constant reification, validation, substantiation, and support to its apparent existence, apparent identity. Sometimes when emotions come up, we it's they're so difficult because of not just the trigger itself, but the triggering happens in such a way that it hits an area, what would you call it, a sore spot or an area that you've been able to hide out from or close down on. And this situation, the person may have intentionally insulted you or given you a hard time, or it may just be somewhat accidental, or it could be even situational. Just a situation as such had nothing to do with you, but something about the way it strikes you is suddenly it's, it's all about you. It's all about being misunderstood or left out or mistreated. And it's not that relatively that hasn't happened to some extent. Perhaps it has, but also it might not be happening at all. It might just be the situation is what it is. And your uh, projection, your imputation about it, your your ideas and opinions and your your perception of it, uh, you what take personally. And when we say sometimes in just everyday situation, don't take it personal, but they hate your guts or something like that. It's not about not taking it personally so much as seeing that, witnessing that you're actually taking a, having a situation is somewhat just a situation, somewhat just generic, and some aspect of that seems personal, seems like it's about you. Not something you can particularly get rid of. Because it is an, an illusion. It's unreal from, from the get-go, from the beginning. It's already unreal. So you don't have to get rid of it. But it is good to be aware of what is happening in the mind stream, whether it's uh, passion, aggression, ignorance, advancing oneself, retreating, or shutting down. So don't second that. Don't, don't agree with it. Don't go along with it. That shows up. One of the simple ways that that shows up is if it's something you've been dealing with, something where you're working with, say, jealousy or you're working with envy or something like that that is triggered by the otherness of somebody has something or is doing something, and it triggers that. And the, the my understanding of how to work with that is just receive that, as nasty as that may feel or smell or taste, just, just receive that. Don't go the other way or don't Take that and force yourself some kind of torturing yourself into realization. But just if it's coming your way, just receive. Be generous with that attention. Just receive. Because when that happens, <coughs> when you've been 
when something happens that it triggers that, that's actually seems to be an area that is already there. You could say it's kind of dormant in some way. We could also go into the eight consciousness and, and have some descriptions of how that works with the seventh or the storehouse. And still, we would still be describing things that look like they're happening uh, in uh, along with that, those particular uh, conceptual references to the nature of consciousness, but not necessarily. So it is about being aware, being aware that there is a triggering, that there is an identification. And one of the ways this shows up as when you abandon what arises, you, when something arises and you, because of the texture of it, the feeling of it, the prickliness of that, the smelliness of that, the repulsiveness of that, and for something else, a very simple way this happens is you just say to yourself in your own mind, you might not say it out loud, there I go again. Being envious, there I, there I go again. Rather than just being, allowing yourself, when I say yourself, allowing the consciousness to just be flooded with that sad, sickly feeling. This, this, this approach, it's not exactly humility, but it's the beginning of that. No longer a world with anything, no longer above anything, no longer a great, wonderful person that knows just a little bit better than your next door neighbor. Shokabang, when the momentum to second the emotion is really strong, is there a way that we can just drop down right into the emotion itself? You may be able to. There's a lot of... And since everyone is dealing with different uh, versions and, and, and uh, combinations of karma, causes and conditions, well, there's no specific way to do this, although it's sometimes some of the slogans address when this happens, do this, or when this happens, do this. But I, I think it's just a matter of a lot of mind training, in other words, a lot of sitting, uh, have a way to return to the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, which we have here. The very structure of this, if you live here, you're going to have to do that, at least in, in structure, if not in attitude, to some extent. More about that if you have it. Shokabang, you're looking at an emotion like jealousy, what does it look like to just receive that um, rather than going into there I go again or something? It just, it just hurts. It just hurts. And even that is too much. Just hurts. That those words are extra. So I'm using that to talk to you about it. But if I'm to point at it, I'm just saying whatever shows up that you are abandoning to call jealousy, drop it. Drop the nomenclature, and just be with the texture of the of the crap that we're calling jealousy. It's like you go into it before you have a name for it, and then sit there. When I say sit there. Don't maintain it, but let it be that way, as it is, as it is. And, and that cannot be, one cannot practice in that way unless there's a lot of mind training, as far as I see. A lot of sitting still, watching what moves, and training yourself to stop grasping, stop projecting, and stop shutting down. And that takes mind training. <clears throat> so part of it also is when that does show up, if you see yourself moving into that, then don't reverse the whole thing and try to stop doing that. That's why it's so difficult. It's a very, very subtle area of consciousness 
that rotates back into a self over and over and over and validates, reifies, justifies, and um, gives life insurance to the self, the imaginary being. Go ahead. When it comes to unexamined emotions, are we, we only look at that as it's being triggered? I'm not following what you're at. Shokoban, can we look at an unexamined emotion before the trigger? I'm not saying it can't be done, but it's less likely. It's easier just to ignore it. Leave it leave it in its hideout. Leave it in its leave it under a rock. Leave it somewhere. But when the frequency of whatever the trigger is is the same as what is being hidden, then it's coming out and it's gonna claim its prize. It's gonna claim the connection. It's going to do that. And the, to just observe that happening uh, is the way that we uh, work with uh, dependent origination to not to not shut down on it and to not interfere with it with passion or aggression. And just be that, be, I sometimes say, be the crap you're trying to get rid of. doesn't mean maintain that, but when it comes up, don't object, don't agree, don't look away. Shokobang, how can we flood the triggered emotion with awareness when it seems like the emotion itself arises with a bunch of protective layers? Just practice. You're seeing you could not say that if you weren't aware of those layers. So just be, just receive the layers. Just receive the structure that is showing up as a promotion, protection, or or a, um, ongoing momentum that we're calling uh, the, the emotion itself. That we're making it more real than it actually is, or giving it some kind of substance that needs to be dealt with. We have to stop this. I can't stay here anymore. I can't live. I can't live with this person anymore. I can't talk to this person anymore. Yak, yak, yak. Constant mini skirmishes in the mind stream, trying to accomplish some kind of relative success or relative security. Materialism. It's going into the spiritual path with some kind of materialistic goals or orientation. Not wrong. We all we all do that. We all, especially when we start, we we're trying to feel better, get better. This is terrible to feel sad or confused all the time when we look to meditation. More. You and I can just do the whole damn thing. <laughs> just do your questions. One more question. I'm not trying to stop you. Let's go. Humor. Humor. You're smiling, so that's good. When we're working with difficult emotions, what is... the difference between an awareness practice and improving? Don't improve. The awareness is, the awareness practice is you don't have an agenda around improving. Not that there isn't something always lurking in the background saying, I think I'm doing a little better. This, this wasn't quite so bad as it was yesterday. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, maybe I'm. What is that? It's, it's like a willingness to be screwed up forever. That kind of situation is something that ego mind, the self-centered part of the consciousness, can't turn into some kind of uh, uh, currency. It can't, can't get any value out of that other than to think, ah, I'm the one who can be with all things. 
It's kind of baloney. Or you follow what I was saying? Paraphrase it. Give it to me. What did I just say? Come on, let me have it. You listen to me. You asked the question. I responded. What did I say? Tell me. Have a willingness to be simple-minded. Simple-minded? You mean like a simpleton? Like a know-nothing person? That's close. It's not it, but it's close. Thank you. Please don't feel threatened. You're not feeling threatened. Jinchu <laughs> Valley? Yes. Um, you talk about how we validate the yes. emotion. Earlier you said to me, the emotion needs to be there. Yes. Is that a validation? Well, when I say it, it is. So what I'm, what I'm getting at there is if it's there, then it's there because of causes and conditions. And the causes and conditions we tend to personify and, and, and separate and uh, uh, come to conclusions, this should and that shouldn't, and, oh, this is okay, but that doesn't work. And we tend to go anywhere, any direction we can to get some kind of feeling that we know something, we're getting somewhere, or accomplishing something, or we understand something. So when I say it has to be there, it's dependently risen. Anything, anything that occurs is what it is, and it's not separate. So it looks like a separate occurrence. It's like a separate occurrence, but it's dependent on everything. There's a no past to this. There's no future to it, and there's not even a present. It is an, an illusion. If you don't see it, you'll continue to be, believe in this and that, or you'll believe in this and reject that. It's just a rotation of samsara. And it has most of us in its talons. Hearing you say that, say that the emotion needs to be there, um, feels helpful. But if I try and tell myself that, it feels mm -hmm. like a, a validation. Hear me saying it. You're my student. I'm your teacher. I'm doing my best. I don't want. I can't interfere with your karma. If you said, screw this, I don't know, I'm moving back to Vermont, wherever the hell you came from. I know it wasn't Vermont. <laughs> Nobody comes from Vermont, do they? Isn't that one of those states where it doesn't actually exist? Am I going to get a lot of email? Probably not. <laughs> so, but you could use that. You can, you can listen to that. If that is helpful to you, you can hear that. I hear my teacher's voice in my head, both of them, all the time. Especially, well, both of them. But since Coben never said much to me, I, it's easy for me to remember what he said. Yes. Is noticing the intensity of an emotion some sort of validation for it? Not exactly. If you're doing kind of a comparison what you were feeling 10 minutes ago, uh, what you're feeling now, that no, noticing the contrast. Contra contrast is very close. It might not be exactly that because you're abandoning this to see how it compares with that. So there might, there's a little bit of, uh, of separation and deviation from what was originally arising in the mind stream for some kind of comparison. But it's not as difficult. It doesn't make things as cloudy or difficult or lost as... Uh, is if you 
say something like, oh, there I go again. I'm never going to get this. This is just, you know, I know this makes no sense for me to be envious, but I can't help it. I just get mumble, mumble, mumble. Don't reinforce anything. Don't have conversations with yourself about anything. But if you do, then just observe that. And eventually that, because you're not reinforcing it with anything, it eventually wears itself out. Takes time. Go ahead. Jinchu Bowing, how can we notice the intensity of an emotion without using that to validate it? If you do use that to validate it, just be aware of it. Nothing to repair. There's nothing to back out of. So if you notice you're, you're, there's some, some activity going on like that, that you tend to be have a little bit of manipulation going on or um, just, just be aware of it. Just awareness, the, the, the illusion or delusion cannot, in the open dimension of consciousness or awareness, it, it, it gets no oxygen there. It only gets oxygen through being pushed or pulled or shut down, some kind of movement within the space itself. More? Anyone online? Got one there? Go ahead. A question from Terry Duperin. Terry. Is receiving a form of compassion bowing? Well, it may be. You're, you're giving something your attention and it's coming towards you, so you're, you're receiving it. So there may be something for that. But it's not a, it's not a, um, it's not a complete description of it. I don't know if there is a complete description other than not separate. The practice, those practices are about trying to shake something up or do something, have some kind of a breakthrough in understanding. But the actual situation, compassion, there's no compassionator there. If there is, it's not compassion. It might be more like sympathy. Isaac Bowling. Isaac, go ahead. Um, after I push on an emotion, can I, is it genuine to recreate it? Can I go back and recreate it, Bowing? Give me an example so I can get an idea of what you're referring to. Can you... um, it seems like just for instance, like anger, I can kind of push it away, add on, and it subsides. Um, then I could kind of try to remember it and it comes back, not in its full force, but it still comes back. So is that? Is that compassion? No. <laughs> is that, um, is that the original emotion? Uh, the, the whole idea of original emotion is, is. It's just uh, evidence that there's some kind of polarity going on, that I like this, I don't like that, or I caused this, but I didn't cause that. Who shot the sheriff? I mean, it's like, a, like who, who's the culprit here? That search uh, is, can, just ends up in some kind of spinning. So why, why would you recreate the emotion? Uh, is there some kind of something happening there where you want to do that? Not that you should. Um. Sometimes it's just it's like instinct, and then sometimes I try to do it. Um, 
but no, I don't, I don't know why. That, that was helpful. Thank you. Welcome. That was a good response to a why question. I don't know why. I like that. Other questions? Jake Bowing. Jake, go ahead. Hi. Uh, you earlier said don't set up standards to try to protect us from the open dimension within which everything arises. You wrote that down? I did. It was catchy, so I, I was quick. I got it. Oh, <laughs> um, can you give an example of setting up standards to protect us from an from the open dimension, Bowing? Well, a little bit. It's it's just like we have a certain way. Uh, extreme version is I've always felt that way. Well, I always do it this way. Well, this is the way I was taught. Uh, or any other going to some kind of a standard for things. Uh, not coming up with a really good example, but just setting up so you don't have to deal with the with the the, the insecurity you could say of not knowing what to do or what to do next or how things are functioning. You have a willingness to open to my way of saying it is to lead with your awareness. You're actually you walk into a room and you uh, with people and you don't have any kind of uh, you might be there to join a group of people to discuss something. It might be for some kind of a a celebration it could be a party but you don't necessarily come in with any kind of uh, leading idea about how you're going to act how you're going to how you're going to how you're going to so don't set up standards for how you're going to function that come in and and uh just to use that a little story there just to use that just come in and just just be uh be in the space and and watch what watch what moves your direction watch what goes the other way a kind of spontaneity that that is not is not impulsive or compulsive of operating out of hope and fear hope for that you'll look really good to people or be accepted or people won't know that you uh have a you know have a mismatched clothing on uh, you know those kinds of simple kind of ideas that tend to sometimes just tend to haunt us there's not much happening but we give ourselves a hard time over that and so also uh, to just receive what's happening, uh, lead with a conscious, lead with the awareness, the openness of your mind, rather than the, out of the paranoia of making sure you figure everything out and how you're going to act. And and if, if this person says that, or if they say this, I'm going to say this back. Have some kind of something all rehearsed, particularly. More about that, or am I missing what it is you're looking for? Um, no, that's. That's helpful. If um, how how do I how do I become familiar with standards that are already set up that are already that I've already been living with? Following. Well, they're, they go from uh, don't jaywalk uh, to uh, and all the other things that we set we set uh, standards we set up for ourselves that are, rather than protecting us, when I mean, they might protect us relatively, that they actually prevent us. Because we're all whatever we do, we validate it. If it looks like it's a little sketchy, what we're doing, we have other material that come in and we validate. Well, I need to do this because I need to function this way because difficult to live in an open dimension uh, with a lot of uh, agendas or um, a lot of the things that are set up to try to control secure yourself so that you don't feel so insecure. 
Shoko. Shoko Bowing. Um, along with what Jake is talking about or asking questions on, when an emotion arises and we second the emotion by saying, there we go again, what is the that um, phrase filler covering up? That there is no one. Fundamentally, that there, there is no solid person who who is, there might be that apparent activity or that going again, not, but there's no there there, and there's no we there. That's the illusion, but that is recreated over and over to substantiate, reify, validate, and protect an imaginary self that is that operates out of paranoia. It might be a low-level paranoia, and that paranoia may be really covered up. That fear may be really covered up by a lot of aggression or a lot of accusing others or just having uh, <coughs> struggles in your family, in your relationship, blaming others for how you feel. But there we go again. There's, it's... It's, uh, it's untrue. It's a cover-up, which I think I talked about a few Dharma talks ago, cover-ups, different kinds of them. More. Shokabang, is the emotion that arises before we second it um, a fear of open space? The emotion itself? Could be, could be emotional to not have a reference point and to be seeing the nature of your mind is, is without a center and without a fringe. It's, there's no reference point for anything. The path of the, the Buddha's Dharma leads to a vast openness, speaking about it relatively. That doesn't even include Buddhism. Buddhism is a path, it's like a raft. Once you use that story, Further, once you get to the other shore, you don't need the raft. You personally don't drag a raft around with you. But if you meet somebody who needs your help, you point to the raft and it appears. This is how it's done. The Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha. Train your mind. Well, yes? Question from Ted Smith. I thought, sure, it was going to be spool string. Is there such a thing as a valid emotion? All, all emotions are valid. And the emotion you have has a validity, and that validity, the validity of it is rel relatively is true. Well, it has a relative, this caused that, caused that. So it's relatively, but ultimately it's, uh, it's not. And if we go further into that, we say that it's both uh, true and not true, which is a further uh, uh, mind twister. It can only be something to be true and not true. One of the examples I use for that is if you're watching a, a stage play, if you're watching a Stephen King movie, and it's both true and that it really feel it emotionally because you're watching it, you may not want to, you may want to just get away from that and go get some popcorn because you kind of know that it's untrue. Because the, the way a play or a story is set up, it actually activates, triggers those that, those emotional dynamics. But when those emotional dynamics deep in your uh, consciousness, your Ali, however you want to say it, use whatever word you want, when that those aspects are triggered, at the same time, you actually know in real time it's, it's, it's a play. 
but you don't know it so much that you can just sit there and watch some scary thing. The suspense build up when you know someone is about to get pounced on by a, you know, a gorilla or something meaner than that or more vicious. So that feeling is both real because it's happening in your mind stream and it's unreal because it's it's unreal. It has, there's, nothing's really happening there. It's a play or it's a story. This happens in lots of different levels. It happens in, in poetry, it happens in liter literature, it happens in story, it happens at anything time, anything is, is something is created, but especially in the arts, it shows up. The, the, something that is, that transcends the very parts that make it up. Music is like this. It's, what, what is it that putting several things together with sound? In themselves, they're just parts, but you put them together in a certain way, certain way, and they evoke something completely beyond what you're hearing. If you went into astrology, which I'm not going to do here, but a little bit, uh, one of the rulerships of the planets in uh, uh, for music is Neptune. Neptune is rules water, and it rules something that has no solidity to it, particularly, and something that is slowly going out of the physical realm uh, into consciousness or into that netherworld that is beyond. Uh, form music, but also this ha this can happen with a uh, with a painting. It, happen it can happen with a, uh, a just a few lines of poetry it can take you right out of this world. Go back and read Yeats, just to name one. He's a poet, but read uh, the thirteen thirteen year old uh, poet Arthur Rimbaud. Read a season in hell, or the drunken boat. Just read the drunken boat. Even the translation is—it's it, such a powerful set of images, but it's, it transports us. Just words that evoke uh, a concept, but it transports us. It shows us deep, deep—the deep, deep nature of consciousness that cannot be contained by just a body alone. So when this body goes, you're not going anywhere. But if you do go somewhere, it might be quite interesting. And it will determine how this life has been going, how much passion, aggression, and ignorance has been ruling this life as to what occurs in that so-called what future. bowing. When we um, believe our perception or don't, yeah. when it doesn't look like we've been triggered, how <clears throat> can we see a bigger picture? Give me a little bit of an example. I'm following you, but a little bit of an example. <clears throat> like the example from earlier when I was triggered and felt left out, but I didn't yeah. see the whole picture. Yeah. The, the the trigger, what was happening to you, the emotion that you were happening was the bigger picture. But you're trying to get rid of it or you're trying to blame. That, that's a, what we call Traditionally, we called a Dharma gate. The emotion that you were feeling, whatever, I'm, I'm gonna, I can't really describe what you, where you were going, but some kind of resentment or irritation or why wasn't, why didn't this happen this way? Was it like close to it? Yeah. yeah, that's the Dharma gate. We abandon the Dharma gate for how oh, it shouldn't be that way, or we abandon the Dharma gate, oh, that shouldn't be happening, or I've been slighted, 
me, 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 that it's a Dharma gate. Nothing is separate. Nor is anything, everything all glommed together in one big mess, like silly putty. It's just that. It's just you, what you were looking at was the reality that you've been looking for. But since you don't recognize it, you avoid it. Or not just you, but only all do. I do it. That's all I know about it. Have I stopped avoiding it? Oh. What's, is it is different then? Shukavang, is any attribution to an emotion of being mine or not mine blame? Paraphrase. If uh, an emotion arises and I say something like this is mine as a second, is that blame? Blaming yourself? No. Don't do anything with it. When I say it's yours, I don't mean it's just like your fault. I mean, it's happening in your mind stream. In your, this particular uh, construct we call a human being with emotions, thoughts, memories. There's a containment of memories. And this helps us to, to create a whole situation we call our lifetime. But is there a past and a future? Find out. Find out. So you see it. For me to say there's no such thing, or for anybody to say there's no such thing. You have to actually see it, that, there, that we do not go from one minute to the next. That's an illusion. And why is it? Because there isn't anyone. We're not saying it. Not denying relative truth. It's just a misunderstanding of it. More? Sure, well, I have another question. Cool. Uh, when we personalize a situation and make it about us, is there any way that we can, do we need to turn that around? I don't know so much about turning it around to try to make it more successful or to try to stop a, a mistake or something like that. <clears throat> just, just if you just realize it, just see that that's what's happening. So that if you do anything with it, then if you try to do anything with it fundamentally to get that to stop, we buy right into uh, the whole circus, the whole Coney Island of the mind. It just continues to feed off, feed off from otherness, correct and incorrect, any kind of other. It doesn't care if it's correct, doesn't care if it's right or wrong. It still will fuel that fuel for self-centeredness from that. That's why it's so important to just receive it. At the same time you're receiving, receiving it, you might, it might be some addition like, this is crazy for me to, or, this is not, I'm feeling this way, but it's, no one's really done anything wrong. Nothing is really incorrect at all. It's just I feel like it is. Or feeling feels. May not be an, an I there. More? Sure. Sure, Bowing. Is having a sense of humor with our emotions a way of seconding them? Um, the way I'm understanding your question, I would say no. Another question from Terry. Mm -hmm. Was my previous question about compassion adding to soften receiving? It seems like wanting or desiring a kinder approach 
to the less kind thoughts and feelings arising? Should we be more neutral? No, no particular agenda about an outcome, be more neutral. But just what you're already doing it correctly. Continue to return to the cushion, continue to, to function in such a way that that kind of question arises. That tells me about you, Terry, I've known you for many years, tells me that, that you're doing what you need to do. It's just a matter of continuing. If you want to use a relative idea, you're halfway up the mountain, or maybe you're further than that. But I can say that you're on the mountain. We use that as a metaphor for awakening. And it's just continue, continue. And if you continue, uh, then you go up. And then when you reach the top of the mountain, like wasn't it, wasn't it Coben said that that's where the path begins, top of the mountain? The tantric of Buddhism is needs a guard, as Buddhism without a guardrail. And then as I, I uh, was told that Coben said, I didn't hear him say this, that when he was asked about Zen Buddhism, that's that starts at the top of the mountain and goes up. He was just trying to be a little cute there. He succeeded as far as I'm concerned. A question from Spool String. Spool String, you didn't let me down. I feel like I have a number of personas that meander around. I don't seem to have that much control of them at times. Please elucidate. You can't elucidate anything other than Welcome to the club. It's, it, seeing seeing the confusion can show up in all kinds of ways. There's all kinds of things that will seduce us. If you start to take that seriously, it can, it can be difficult because you, you think there's something wrong with you. And what is the main problem? It's not that there isn't something wrong with you. Of course there is. It's that there's no you. There's no solid being. And if you begin to see this, it can show up as personalities. So this is why it's, it's very difficult to do without a, without a uh, a teacher, a teaching, and a community. I'm not saying you couldn't do it another way, but I don't know about it. Nicole. Nicole Bowling. <clears throat> Is there a way to be the emotion without letting it consume you? Yeah, I'll let it consume you. You'll be back. Don't hurt. Might fall over. Just don't let the motion consume you unless you have a lot of pills on the floor. Silly statement, I know, but I, I mean that. You say, allow things to come and go in your mind stream. Don't fight with anything. No more war. Lose, lose the war. Like it says, it doesn't say that in here anymore, but there used to be a banner that says, lose, lose the war. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean be a pushover, but it means that that, that internal struggle that just seems to continually be, lose that. Who's that? Do it that way, and I don't. That, as far as I know, that can't be done with a lot of without a lot of mind drainings. Seems it takes a lot of work. Whether no matter what your lineage is, if it's Zen or Tibetan Buddhism or Vipassana or any of the Buddhist the teachings that have come down through the through the centuries, all the different ways of. of Manifesting the teachings that the Buddha uh, taught for what forty-five years. Sure, sure. Bowing, you you brought up the mountain um, image. I think you said, I don't remember what you said, but my question is, if 
if we don't second an emotion and we see that, or we're aware that we second the emotion, but we're still seconding it, are those both steps <clears throat> up the mountain? So when you asked me that question, I was thinking about this water. Don't <laughs> ask me that again. If if we're aware of either not seconding the emotion or aware okay. of seconding the emotion, are those both um, steps up the mountain? Uh, awareness is always awareness is uh, looking for royalty or a king or a queen. That's that's the that's a superior. It's just the awareness, just to receive. Awareness doesn't produce anything. Production may come out of the awareness, called sometimes called skillful means, bam. Or it may, may uh, be unskillful. If it's coming out of awareness, it could show up any number of ways, depending on the karma that is also uh, elbowing its way into the, uh, into the, uh, uh, if it's not about succeeding whenever you say don't do something um, what is it about those areas that you're pointing to um, like don't add or don't second the emotion what is it about those areas that helps us um, see who we are thinking about water again <laughs> Can you remember? Mm -hmm. All right. Have you tag around with me to remind me of things? What? If it's not about succeeding when you say don't do something, what is it about the areas that you're pointing to that help us train the mind? The way it looks is there's there's more of a of an openness about what is moving in the mind stream. We're less concerned about whether it's a so-called rough and rugged thing or a soft and smooth feathery thing. You just notice there's a lot of the movement is coming and going. So you could say it to say it in a, uh, excuse me, maybe a more descriptive way. Um, it's just a more, a less concern about outcomes and, a, and a, an interest, almost a curiosity and a little bit of a sense of humor about what's moving in the mind stream, even when it's terrible, evil stuff or sickening stuff. There's some, some interest in that. Am I meeting you where your question is surfacing? I think so. Okay. Anything else? Sure, bowing. So, like with don't add or don't second the emotion, are those areas that we just take for granted or close down on? Bowing. Looks like that. Question from Lydia. Yes. When I observe an emotion as a physical feeling or experience, it tends to dissolve. But now I worry that it's a way of shutting down on what is arising. The way I'm hearing the question, you're not, your, your worries is more of a ego strategy rather than, don't worry about it, just continue. I don't see anything to address there other than to point out that the worrying part is the self-centeredness, uh, worrying about failure. But what came before that sounds valid. Shokabai, going back to the image of the mountain, yes. one, one time I asked you a question, um, what is mountain path? And you said everywhere you look is the mountain path. Yes. 
what is the mountain when everywhere we look is the mountain path? It's mountain path. Concept. There is no, use as an image. Because you, so you go up, you kind of get somewhere, you have somewhere to go. Just an image. More? Is that unacceptable? Sure, well, I, I guess I don't really know how to ask, but I well, I probably don't know how to answer. Both of them. Anyone out in uh, that I'm looking at on the Zoom screen that has a question? Isan Bowing. Isan, go ahead. I'm looking at a situation that came up tonight, and this is a this is on email, a communication from someone that I respect who is um, suffering, so angry, lashing out, looking for someone to validate, to second that emotion and join in. Uh, I'm wondering how to respond to, to not ignore that suffering without seconding the emotion. Yeah. And so, again, I don't think there's a, a standard way of protocol that, okay, this is how this is done or some kind of standard. So, but, but the, and I, I mean, I don't really have to go into the, the detail of it, but you already know the details of what this person, he or she was up to and what was going on and, and the way in which they were suffering. Just listen, just receive. And if they, if they want your validation, then they will try to bring it out of you. What do you think? How do you think about that? And then you, you don't necessarily have to agree. You, you know, you can, if you understand that their confusion, a lot of their confusion, it looks like they're creating it themselves. You don't have to point that out. That's something they need to see. But you could come back and uh, if they're trying to blame someone or something or some situation, you could say, I, it looks, I can see how you look, look that way to you. And if they say, well, don't you think so too? And say, well, I don't know, I'm not in the situation like you are. So you bring it back to them, bring it back to, uh, you could bring it back to without agreeing with them, you can bring it back to validating their experience because they're the one who's going to have to deal with that. You can't do it for them. This is why parents keep trying to do things for their kids. They should mind their own business. Let their children be children. I mean, protect them, but trying to raise them right or something. It's just, it's just irritating. I know I've subjected that to that myself. More about that, Isan? Oh, that, that's, that is helpful. I think it's just... The difficulty is not getting wound up in other people's thought patterns of, you know, I, I know that this person feels excluded and left out and they have reason to feel that way. Yeah. And, and yet being drawn in and validating what they're saying makes no sense. So I, I you know, you know me, I want to help. But what you said was, was very helpful to, to yeah. meet them. Yeah. If you, if you're concerned about appearing as a helper to them, and that starts to get difficult then, but you can't be, uh, you can't necessarily go into the, buy into that. You know what I mean? We've talked about I that. do. Mm -hmm. We have, thank Lots of people in the helping professions that are not saying they're not helpful, but a lot of their motivation for being there is 
to want to be somebody who is helpful. You get an identity of someone. Not incorrect. Those people didn't show up, we probably would probably need a lot of help. Maybe many people. So, but you could you could actually stay with them in their emotional dynamic about being just receiving. What, yeah, that sounds terrible. That sucks. <clears throat> that I can see where you would feel that way. So you could give them some listen to them. They don't have to function as their teacher or their mentor. And as I sometimes say, make them drag it out of you. Don't don't ever recommend anyone meditate. They ask you about it. Say yes, I meditate. What do you think I should meditate? And you can say, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I'll say, well, I don't want to meditate. And then say, don't. Well, don't meditate then. It's misunderstanding. Big one. Thank you. Certainly. Further questions? Yuhan. Yuhan bowing. Can you still do something? Even though were you aware of the three poisons, bowing. Well, yes, I I think you can you can continue to do something even though you know logically this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous, and still there's this intense feeling or emotion about a particular thing, whatever it may be, because sometimes those things are rooted so deep, and they they seem so valid and so real, even though when when it's backed off, we think, why is that? That doesn't make no sense. That's, I can see that there's really nothing to that. It's maybe not even about me. But then we go back into that gets triggered again and we're right back at it again. And then we're scolding ourselves for doing that. All this does is reinforce the ego. It just creates a, a circularity. You'll be back over and over and over being upset because you can't figure it out. You can't, logic doesn't apply there because the emotion is so intense, even though logically you shouldn't be feeling that emotion. Everybody recognize that a little bit, I'm sure. So what do I say about it? Just receive, just be the shit you're trying to get rid of. It won't last. If you stop fighting with it, it actually starts to come apart. Because it gets its sustenance, its energy from opposition, from warfare, from agreeing, which is an odd kind of warfare, but it is warfare, agreeing, agreeing, something in order to, uh, agreeing with something in order to control it seconding the emotion in order to feel like, well, at least I'm, at least, well, at least, or shutting down, just distracting yourself either through activity, going in, you know, joining a gun club or something, or playing cards, or if there's anything wrong with playing cards or anything. It's just that when we're using that to get away, or when we're using drugs to, the whole drug industry, a lot of it, I mean, not all, but quite a bit is based on getting a drug that can cover up symptoms. Not all of it, but some of it. Cover up, cover up, cover up. Go ahead, Yuhan. Yuhan Baoying, may I give you a quick example to see whether um, yes. I this is cover up? Uh, I was downstairs to, I was downstairs doing something to get my kids ready and my husband helped Ellie with her um, word assessment, which will happen on Friday. I was not able to tolerate his loud sound with Ellie. Every time when he start like that, my thought is, here we we'll go again. So I 
I was not able. I was there for two or three minutes, and I was not able to tolerate and move up because so, I don't want to suffer. Well, yeah, understand that. What What was uh? What was your what, What's your husband's name? Quay. Quay. So what was Quay doing? That was just simple. Oh, he. Yeah, he he has a very stressful job. He owns a dry cleaner. Yeah, I know he does. So, what what was the interaction that was bothersome to you? Or? All with my children's always. I I feel like um, maybe I'm over protect protected. Um, I don't know. And so I just feel like yeah, I have to cover it up and move up. Well, uh, if you say I just have to cover it up, you're not exactly covering it up because you, if someone who covers things up doesn't know it. They don't really know they're doing that. And you're aware that there's some kind of cover up happening. Just be aware of that. You have to meet everything. There's nothing to correct with Ellie or with Quay. There's nothing to correct. They're independent human beings. They have their own life. So they may, uh, Ellie's very young. Was Ellie six? Seven. Seven. Uh oh. <laughs> She's growing up. So um, they have their own. All you can do for, with children is just protect them so they don't get in trouble. You're not going to have a lot of say so. About, uh, the, the, this doesn't mean you don't educate them, maybe self-educate, or, or you know, but they need to be protected so they can be safe enough to see what direction they're going to go in their life. And as, but as far as Quay, I don't know if he has a stressful job that could be showing up. Uh, in that dynamic too. Um, I think you're probably doing a lot better uh, with all that than than you perhaps you think you might be giving yourself a rough time about it because of, but none of that is your fault. You're not to blame for any of that. <clears throat> There's nothing to fix, but life is suffering. It's difficult. Further question, Johan? No, thank you. Bye. I don't know where we're at. Any further? Yes. Another question from School String. Yes. If there's no solid self, how does intuition remain? Well, I'm going to use your words. Intuition didn't belong to anyone. There's no one who has intuition. Intuition is self-existing. It has its own dynamic. It just shows up as a part of your consciousness or mine or anyone's. Consciousness does not have an owner, although it can be onerous. <laughs> sorry. <coughs> Actually, not sorry. Not at all. Onerific. So, um, the the like, how does it show up? It's like saying if uh, who is it that realizes there's no identity the realization is this is we're, we're actually getting close to what buddha nature actually is there's no 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 one who realizes anything that's why it's sometimes said that nothing fundamentally happens isaac bowen go ahead isaac um our thoughts um sorry are my thoughts shared with other people? Uh, that's a good question. And uh, I would say there's a, 
depending on the individual, on the situation, everyone is, has so much different uh, chemistry, wiring, or however you want to, whatever metaphor you want to use to, to talk about the nature of consciousness or the nature of my mind stream or Chazon's mind stream or your mind stream and the way in which they are, are differentiate and the way in which they're divided off and separated and what kind of uh, barriers are between us. Um, but fundamentally, nothing is separate. But it is separated uh, with the dependent origination, dependent on all the other things that are coming and going and so-called jockeying for space there. So I would say uh, that fundamentally, uh, no. But um, there are ways in which the consciousness is not, uh, does not show up as being a particularly guarded or protected. So I'm not sure if I'm getting close to what you're looking for. Saying there's no yeah, guarantee, yeah. no guarantee. And some people are, are extremely sensitive to deeper layers of consciousness that uh, they don't tell anybody about because they don't want to be locked up and they don't want to be medicated. So they'll stop having visions of things that other people can't see. So the consciousness is, is uh, uh, finds its own form, and that form may not be one that you recognize. It may not be, it may be a form that you are terrified of. Not just you, but any of us. So important to train our minds to see clearly. You're welcome. Okay, we can close. If you value the teachings of Sokozan and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website at sokokoji.org.